only for myself. I almost had a night coffee and I was like, oof. I know. Terrible idea. I'm feeling a night coffee vibe too. Also, my voice sounds funny, doesn't it? It sounds a little scratchy to me. We were smoking real ciggies. Yeah. That kind of does it. I only had a couple real ciggies. I had seven. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for these days. Maybe six. I don't know. I think it was Ooh, seven. Boy. I think it was seven. I think I had like three all weekend. Oh. At the most. Maybe only two. I was sneaking. You know, I like I like to sneak out. I like to have sneaky out time. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, ooh, yeah, I have this gravelly. <clears throat> or it's Covidina. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Um, I didn't think about the cigarettes. It could be that. I was just thinking it was the loud bar. I think it was. I was screaming in there just to be heard. Yeah, I... And now it's catching up with me, and it kicks in at night. I think I was fine all day today. Oh, no, I've been I've been riding a struggle bus for two straight days. So, yeah, but I sweated out all, all those ciggies. It was disgusting. It was absolutely misery, but, you know, I can still do it. Did you run? Yeah. I feel like running would be the hardest oh, part yeah. after yeah. a series of ciggies. It was real bad. <laughs> it was real not good. Ooh, well... We just faded in over some cigarette talk that wasn't very good. Uh, Welcome to the show. Well, it's a warm-up. It's a warm-up. Episode you know? 160 something. Two? Two. Two. You got the number wrong last time. You are like, it's episode 168. Get it together. I'm like, that's not right math, but okay. It wasn't? Maybe this is episode 169. Nice. It sure isn't. Are you sure? Yeah. How do you know? You don't run the podcast. Yeah, but three, two, one, two, two weeks ago you said it was episode 160 when I dropped my... You know, Guido and Skank. Was entry. I right about that one? I don't know. I think I was. I think you were. So we're probably somewhere around 62 or 3. Yeah. Fascinating. Isn't this entertaining? Because our listeners just saw what number it is, but we don't know. We don't know. We can't tell. We're back in the past. It's only Monday. Do we keep track of time? No. Not really. Time is a construct, man. Time is a flat circle. What? I never understood what that phrase meant, it but people say shit. that all the time. Yeah, that's that's some hippie nonsense. Yeah. I don't believe it. And I don't abide by it. I think it has something to do with recursion, like reincarnation, like or, or something. I don't know. Is it possible to have a Saturn return after the age of 28? Um, I don't know what Saturn's return means. Is that when it like gets closer in its orbit to the Earth, and so it makes everybody act freaky, according to the hippies? Uh, I don't know. It you know it makes like you drop like a weird like ska impressed uh, album if you're no doubt. So. I don't know. That one's over my head. I'm only interested <laughs> in the celestial mechanics. I'm trying to figure out if we're at the perihelion here or perhaps the aphelion or what we're talking about in terms of Saturn and its proximity to the Earth. I don't know what that means. Or maybe it has something to do with Saturn's proximity to the sun. It's, the, it's something about 28. 28 years. Well, that must be the length of time to, it you know, takes for this to happen. I think it's the lineup of when Saturn and Earth are in, in a line. So most people probably get two. Saturn returns. You get one around age 28, uh-huh. and you get one around age 56. What if you just didn't have one at age 28? Well, you probably had one. You just didn't uh, take full advantage of it. Hmm. You were too busy trying to not be 28. That was the problem. Oh, what? You were either trying to be too young or too old. Huh. Why do you hmm. feel like you missed out on it? I don't, I don't think know. it's a good thing, generally, right? I feel oh, like no, it's, it's a usually, period of great chaos. It's usually chaotic. Yeah. Big chaotic energy, but I, I don't know just feeling very feeling very different different and new i don't know hmm. i'm making shit up i don't know I'm just <laughs> well i'm glad you brought it up will um <laughs> just spitballing here you know 
Well, me, well, you'll get times one. are changing. My body's changing. Everything hurts, and I'm dying. Mm. Um, well, yeah. cut it out with the cigarettes, man. Okay, everybody gets. I mean, when in Rome, abide like the Romans. You know. Mm-hmm. So when in Philly, you know, smoke a butt off the floor, and find Fent as fast as you can. Head down to K and A, and score. You know what I mean? I mean, there was a lot. It, it wasn't. It wasn't Fent. There was a lot of meth. Yeah. Very methy. It was a big wedding weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm tired. You're tired. So tired. You weren't even there the whole time. I know. I had two days in a row where I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning. Can Absolutely you believe that? Absolutely not. I, I I haven't done that in so long. I did go out on Friday night, though. You did? What'd you do? I met friends who then, you know, shared news. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. yeah you yeah. Don't, probably don't want to speak of it. No, not my show. business. No. Okay. But yeah. yeah, you went out with some friends. But, you know, you went out with friends that have families. They're not staying out till three in the morning. No, we stayed out till ten. But like, then I was like, "Well, I'm sore. I'm gonna take a little. I'm gonna have a little tubby time." But of course, I need some. I need some alcoholic beverages for this. Damn, you took a late night bath. That's pretty. Ten thirty. Yeah, it's I not mean, that late. Hey, to me, that's pretty late night. After a long, long night of hooking or walking. Hooking? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I walked from East Williamsburg down here. It's kind of kind of far in Birkenstock. So I was like, oof. The dogs are barking. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta soak it out. Those feet are blackened with the soot of New York City. Truly, a we gotta at least soot. hose them off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just sat in your own filth for a while, and got drunk. Sounds just healthy. A, just a little tipsy. <laughs> I was texting. What were you drinking in the bath? These beautiful watermelon session nails. Oh, so okay. I wasn't getting turned. That's not bad, I guess, as far as bath things go. But no. You know, I think it's weird to drink beer in the bath. That feels kind of trashy. Yeah, I is. thought you would That's get. Right. I thought you'd get your white wine on. You no, know, put the no. Salts I, in I, there. I learned my lesson about drinking white wine in a tub. Put on some Phil Collins. Set up a video camera. That's an awfully fine Chardonnay you're not <sighs> drinking. I don't know what that is in reference to, and I don't want to know. Okay. It's come up two episodes in a row for the oh super fans. Oh God. Okay, That's disgusting. Is it Mr. Hands? Okay. It's not Mr. Hands. We don't need to talk about <laughs> Mr. Hands again. Apparently, we're scarring people with... Uh, we? Well, yeah. I mean, you're complicit in it, yeah, man. I guess so. You know? <sighs> yeah. No. No, I learned my lesson. No no white wine in the tub. You drink it too fast. You get surprise drunk, and then you're like, mm, I'm going to be bad. Um, when you can just, you know, have two nice light beers and just... You get tempted to call upon the boys, is what you're saying. Yeah. You're trying to make some I'm know, trying to, late you know, night calls. Make a milkshake, and I, I don't need any boys in this mm. yard right now. Yeah, so working on those night moves. Yeah, I'm not. No, no, no. The Seeger zone. Ew. <laughs> don't don't touch my Seeger zone. Ew. Uh, Alan described his own wedding playlist at one point as being Seeger forward. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Which he did. I love. Uh, it was like a fine wine. You bring hints of white trash just right up to the surface yeah, of the that, wedding. Th- yeah, prison wine probably is very Seeger forward, you know, depending on the penitentiary. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, I just lost it. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, 3 a.m.? No, 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 no. I don't do 3 a.m. So sorry. Mm-mm. No, no. Too old. Too old. So old. It wasn't bad. I managed it pretty well both nights, to be honest. Yeah, but then you're just paying for it for like a week. Yeah, but it's just tough now. It kind of feels like I went to Australia or something, where like my body clock and my behavior is just like completely not squaring up with a work week. I mean, they speak, you know, bastardized English in Philly, too. No, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I wonder where that... I mean, that's just mixing in Irish. That's an Mm -hmm. Irish problem, I think. It's Delaware. It's a Catholic problem. 
Yeah, there's a lot of Catholics. That, there's, there's that no Delaware, ca- Philly accent is... There's no is, Catholic accent. It's cat liquors all the way down. You know? Excuse me. From Boston down to D.C., nothing but cat liquors. You get a little break in New York where there's some of the, the chosen people. But other than that, you know... And there might be a Catholic accent. How do you know that? Hello. Well, I mean, you have a different kind of accent because you've chosen to run from the light of God. Yeah. And in, make morally the, low affiliations. Yeah. So into you have the, the devil's accent. Into the, the bright light of <laughs> Long Island Jew. Um, yeah. yeah. That's about that's about where I've landed. Um, couldn't have landed on the Upper East Side. Had to, you know, go to like, you know, what's the third one? Babylon. Yeah, you've seen the meme of the of the baby in utero saying like, "Please God, let me be born in Hawaii. Please let me be born in Hawaii." And then the second shot is the b- baby in the doctor's arms, and he says, "Where am I?" And he says like, "You know, Parma or oh. whatever." I feel like that was you. Spiritually, yeah. as an unborn child, you were like Upper East Side, Upper, Upper East Side, Upper East, East Side. Side. Oh, and they were like, "Sorry, it's Euclid, Euclid, Ohio." Like, Motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'll get there. I honestly, I love the place of my birth. I love being from Las Vegas. Even though I didn't really live there, uh-huh. I think spiritually that really works for me. Mm. I think that's where I should have been born. It feels right. It probably is where you're going to die. Mm, maybe. You know, that's true. I got to help my poor family out over there eventually, one of these days, when I man up and make some money. Mm. I'm going to have to assist them, you know? Yeah. They got kids out there. Yeah, they got helpless af- babes. From afar, you say, here, uncle sends money. Mm-hmm. This is your trust fund. Don't touch it. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really on the fence about whether I'd give them a trust fund if I could or not. I feel like I want to instill in them the values of hard work. What kind of Scrooge McDuck kind of bullshit is this? I want to do the Bill Gates thing where it's like, you know, I'm giving away my entire fortune and you get like $10,000. You know about that, right? Yeah. I don't trust anything that comes out of Bill Gates' propaganda machine, but no. supposedly he uh, is only giving his children like a few thousand dollars upon his death, and the rest of it goes to the foundation. Whatever. I mean, the Actually, fund- the rest of it's going to go to Melinda. I forgot that they got divorced. She already got her half. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe she'll give the kids some money. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the reason why. She's like, you can't give the kids nothing. He's like, fuck them. She's mm-hmm. like, why are you an asshole? He's and like, Bill will give his like, money to the Jeffrey Epstein restitution fund. I was going to say he's like, I got to hop on a plane. Children. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, did you enjoy the wedding? It's fine. Yeah, weddings are fine. Weddings are fine. I enjoyed myself quite a bit, but it's it's getting harder and harder. I find sometimes. without a, a ceremony to be like emotionally invested in, in the process, though. I need a little pomp and circumstance, you know. You know what? Yeah, we should say for the people that weren't there, which is like three people listening to this. Yeah. Uh. This was just a wedding reception, essentially, because the wedding itself took place two years ago, and for COVID reasons, yeah, now it's happening. And yeah. I agree, but you know what? There was more pomp and circumstance than I thought. Mm. In spite of the mics not working, I did appreciate that there were dad speeches. There must be dad speeches. Dad speeches need to have an editor that also include a line that say, now let's raise a glass and let's toast, and then so the champagne isn't standing there getting hotter and hotter yeah, and hotter. And then when you go, hey, are we doing that? And they're like, no. I'm like, poison. Hey, I mean. Get the poison away from me. Look, it's a tough time. It's nerve wracking for everybody. Not everyone knows how to deal with it. But I do think I really would insist that if I ever got married, I'm getting a comedy club style light. And if you run the light, Hmm. there will be a penalty. Because I really don't think any speech 
wedding or otherwise. You've got five minutes. Way less. Way less than that. You don't don't realize how long five minutes is? It's really long. Everyone was like uh, aghast at the one dad speech at this wedding. That was long. He was, you know, he was trying his best. I want to give the guy credit, but it was like... We were going places. It was a real galaxy brain speech where he like started it in the 1700s. Yeah, we... I was like, damn. We're going back. That's an ambitious effort. We're going back. If yeah. you're going to do that, you can do it, but you better be Dan Carlin telling that story. Otherwise. You gotta... Well, you know, I, I, I learned... I was like, you know, if I were to ever do some kind of thing like that, I'd be like, okay, we're hiring an editor. And the editor is also the DJ in charge of the microphone. If you decide you want to improv, he's going to cut the mic and we're going to get the cane from the Apollo Theater and yank you the fuck away. This is what I'm saying. I do think that there should be uh, very clear requirements. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know why people don't do this more. I think part of it is that the rambling dad speech is part of the charm of a wedding. Oh, no. And, you know, he paid for the damn thing. That's so you got to yeah, let him go. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. really have no choice but to allow whatever. But I really do think speeches, three minutes is the maximum length. That is very long. If you sat down and read three minutes worth of text off a page, it's about that's no less than six pages, which is too much. No, a five minute a five minute talk. Because I did this once, like it was like a timed thing, and it it was I was like, how many words is this? And it was like, Maureen Kieran and R.I.P. was like, you're gonna have to write seven pages, and I was like, are you fuck? She's like double space, so it 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 matches like your breath sure. speed. But it's seven pages. Just seven so you know. double spaced pages equals five minutes. She was like, make the typeface bigger so you don't have to really like pay attention. But it's going to equal like seven minutes. I was like, fuck. Well, by that metric, it's about a page per minute. Yeah. So what I'm saying is three page. We, we want a five. If you're going to do a long one, you can do a five paragraph essay. But let's have a beginning, a middle and an end. Right. Let's have an introductory paragraph and let's have a conclusion. Right. Let's have a little narrative arc here. We can't start just going off into space. No. No. You know, Mm-mm. at every passing thought. No, never. I mean, I've seen this happen at other weddings before. Oh, I, yeah. I witnessed I witnessed a brother speech at a friend of mine's wedding that ended up being about him and his wife. No. For people do mm, that, yeah. No less than seven, eight minutes. And it was because clearly nothing was planned and he was nervous and not a very good Idiots. public yeah. speaker, but you know, that's why you gotta make it clear in a gentle way that like, hey, Short. Keep it short. Hi, Everyone. I would I would be sitting there at like the little round table, but like with a full like pager with like bullet points of what the speech was. And then if someone started veering, I'd be like, cut you off. No. Like, but I'm hateful, you know. You know, I think at like real pro weddings, like, you know, succession family weddings, I think the wedding planner or somebody probably actually does do things like that. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think when the stakes are high, when you're like marrying for money or something that they let people get too ambitious with what they're oh, going to no, say. Because no, 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 you don't want to accidentally spill information oh, no, no, no. to, you know, Anyone a, a at room the, yeah. full of other competitors. Insider people, yeah. Yeah, no. you know, I'm like imagining like Roger's daughter's wedding in Mad Men. It went off the rails because JFK got yeah. blammoed. But... <laughs> blammoed. <laughs> blammoed. I mean, I don't know what else blammoed. to call it when someone gets shot uh, five times with one bullet. But anyway. Huh. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there'd be a, a light, a cane, a sniper rifle trained on their forehead the entire time. I don't know. I don't know what level of intimidation I would have to invoke, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Badger and Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad to shine a laser through the window at yeah. someone that starts to go over. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's about as far as that would go. I'd be like, well, 
But I was saying that, like, I appreciated that element of the wedding. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that that was there because I didn't know how it was going to go. Never been to a reception-only wedding. But they did that. They did a kind of intro for the bride and groom. They got to talk a little bit. There was, like, a, a first dance-ish. Sure. It was Well, it was just, like, a coming out, right? Yeah. And you know what? Frankly, that was enough for me. I didn't miss the church part. Oh, I think we might have talked about it on the podcast, but I know a lot of us are talking about it privately. What's it going to be like without that part? And you know what? I didn't miss it. I thought it was fine without it. I mean, I've been to weddings where I've accidentally only gone to the reception and it was beautiful still. But like, you know, part of the joy of not being like a family member at a wedding is that you can kind of do that thing of like, well, they're talking. Are we visible? Can we just go? Okay. I'm going to go get another drink for everybody. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Okay. I'll be right back. And then you can just kind of lean back and like talk shit. Yeah. Um, because no one, they're in joke laughing and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, right. I don't know who Steve is. None of this really makes any sense to me. Yeah. The one, the one speech that was very funny, uh, it was like just jokes, 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 then heartfelt and then over. I was like, brava. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's like, I'm drunk. I want to do this fast. I'm nervous. Let's go. Like, you're not yes. talking about the wedding that we were just at. You're talking no. about a speech you've seen at another yes, wedding. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, uh-huh. yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... It, Sister it's, of the Bride just nailed it. I was like, good job. Granted, again, everybody's nervous, but like, you know, people that acknowledge that the room is there and at least try to work it a little bit, you got to do that. Yeah. Especially if you know you're going to give kind of a goofy one. Yeah. Everybody's got a heartfelt component to it, but there's a goofy spectrum, you know? Yeah. And if you're going to be on the goofier end of it, you got to work the audience in right away. Otherwise, you're going to bomb. Yeah. You don't want to lose them. You got to endear yourself to them with your antics, whether that means being a little wasted or. No, you know, never do. No, being bad. funny, whatever. Yeah. You got to like. But get them on your side, you know. Yeah. Get them rolling a little bit. And then when you deliver the heartfelt part, that contrast is really nice. Everybody kind of will lean the into it. The smile has to go from like a, a funny grin to like a warm, like, oh, grin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. about changing the mouth to oh you know that yeah very hard to do you know i you know it can be done really badly but i kind of like a gimmick too what for a speech i'll give you an example no boy when my cousin got married his dad uh he and he and my cousin bonded a lot over music growing up my cousin was in a band he would drive him around to do his band stuff they all like classic rock or whatever this Uh is a very ohio or just, you know, oh, yeah. middle American thing to do. But anyway, he his speech was a series of, um, God, what is it called? What was like a series of references to famous song titles and um, albums and stuff. So he would say like, I hope you shine on like a crazy diamond. You know, the Pink Floyd song. Yeah. And he kept stringing together into the sentences reference to other songs. Corny, I know. Oh, yeah. I'll grant that 100%. Oh, yeah. but I bet the crowd loved it. The crowd did love it. Yeah. And you know what? It was very high effort. Right. What I liked about it was like, hey. It's almost like concrete poetry at that y- point. You spent yeah. a lot of time on this. You really thought about it. You made it a personal and kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, high effort. That's good. Yeah. The rambling starts when people didn't think about it. Yeah. And they think they can just riff. But they, no one can not everyone riff. can riff. No. 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 Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I find anyone with a fear of public speaking, I'm like, why? Who cares? Well, have you ever had to do it at a wedding? No, I've had to do it in front of more people. I understand, but that's not the reason that people get uh, nervous or kind of go off the rails sometimes. I think when you're 
invested. Oh. It is actually difficult. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't be for you, but I think like anonymous public speaking in the sense of like giving a presentation or whatever, it's not it's not that intimidating. Um, because who cares what these fucking people think? But you're in a room where you oh. actually do care what everyone thinks. Oh, well. You know, and you wanna and you wanna do well for the people that you're there to honor too. You right. wanna do something that's appropriate for them and that they will feel good about. Yeah. You know, you're not when you're giving a presentation or whatever, like you're you're just the only to thing at stake it. is yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, your ego gets bruised. That's fine. But you don't want to disappoint a bunch of people. So. Right. I, 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 and, you know, emotions are running high. People get nervous. It's really different. I've never been called on to do it at a wedding. Mm. Um, and I I wish I had been. God damn it. All my <laughs> friends that got married, what the fuck? You know? I think nobody trusts me. I mean, that's when you go, how many how many G- G&Ts would I be in at that point? Well, that's Two. the other thing. Yeah. Two. Okay, great. Um, yeah. But yeah, all around it was fun. I mean, that venue kicked ass. I did not know. I heard that it was going to be a science museum. Yeah. And I knew that it was named after Benny. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know we were going to be sitting in like a Washington, D.C. style like monument to him in an Oculus. Yeah, that was a little creepy. With a giant Benjamin sitting on the chair, Abe Lincoln style. Yeah. You know, we were joking at one point that like, oh, this is sort of weird, right? Like, you know, at the Lincoln Memorial, you have to be completely silent. Yeah. But here everybody's partying. And our friend Fred made the. Uh, it's, in, it's in the spirit of the man. Great observation that, hey, you know, Ben Franklin was just out there running through the whole squad at Versailles. Yeah. He wouldn't object to this one bit. No. He loved MILFs. And. Yeah, Ben Franklin has a lot of personal uh, journal entries and letters written to his friends where he says, you know, get with an older woman. They're better at sex and they're more giving. Okay. You know? That is... Oy. You know, people think people back then were prude, but I don't think they were. I think no. Benjamin Franklin was a libertine. I know? think I think Benny was a freak, you know? Yeah. I mean, how the man did that like bald into ponytail absolutely he pioneered that you know that man like he's like yeah you know just like if we're you know kite in one hand key in the other pink in one you know he might have been the originator of that one that's correct yeah i bet i bet he was you know what are you talking about the shocker kite and key Mm -hmm. pink and stink that's right um and he would be like yeah oh yeah little I mean, he was the Guy Fieri of his day. Oh, yeah. With that hairstyle. And I mean, you know, he was wearing like 17th or 18th century waistcoats and like knee socks and things like that. But I bet he was the fashion equivalent of like a Hawaiian shirt and some sweatpants. He was wearing like, so in what you notice, you know, so as we know, you know, the first thing I'm going to clock is like shoes and everything. So like there's this painting of him and like it's kind of in uh, Egyptian style, like leg profile. And I was like. Why is that man wearing Cubano pumps? What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? And then I we go into the the giant statue. I'm like, that man is fully rendered with like a stack heel. Was he a shortman or was he, was he a tall man trying to be like a tall fatty? That's a really good question. I wonder how tall Benjamin Franklin was. I'm not really sure. You always see pictures of him sitting down because at the end of the day he was a he was a chunky monkey. You know, he was a portly gentleman, especially for his age. He was only five nine. Five nine for the time though would have been average to above average. Hmm. Yeah, you know, because there's that whole thing about Napoleon being a short man because mm-hmm. he was like five seven or whatever, but he was the average height for his time, and that was some years later. So Ben Franklin being five nine, that would have been like being six two. Hmm. You know what I mean? People weren't as tall back then; they just weren't. 
Their oh. growth was all stunted because they were fucking malnourished and shit. Like they had higher quality food than we did. But I don't think Benny was malnourished. You know? No, he was not. He, he was, was not. definitely not. I used to know all this stuff about the founding fathers, like their sources of wealth and stuff, but I can't remember what Benjamin Franklin's deal is. I only remember fun things about him. Comes like, from money? He must have. Yeah. He must have. They almost all did. I mean, like Thomas Jefferson, all of his money was from his slaves. in-laws. No. Mm-hmm. The slaves were given to him by his father-in-law. He didn't have any money, really. Oh. And he like inherited this estate ab- by marriage. Oh. And then he ended up like squandering it all because he lived in an incredibly lavish lifestyle and like uh, went into tremendous debt. Like when he died, like they wanted to like repossess Monticello, essentially, and like give everything away. Huh. But, but I think he was important enough at that point that they managed to like keep it in situ. But yeah, he like lost it all by the end of his life. Wow. Um. John Adams, I, he was a lawyer, so he was like working money. Schmedium money, you know? yeah. Um, but Ben Franklin, I don't know. I do know about him, though, that he was a late riser. So what? when he would, when they would all have these like meetings, you know, the Continental Congress and all this shit doing really important work, Ben Franklin would just kind of roll in, you know? These guys oh. were all farmers. They're getting up at the crack of dawn, right? right. And they're like, we're going to convene at 7 a.m. And he was like, dude, I'll get there when I get there. 10 a.m. comes around, everyone's breaking for lunch, and he's like, what? fellas we got work to do you know and he was kind of the elder statesman he was of a different generation than most of these guys you forget they were all in their early 20s yeah and he's like and ben "Eh." franklin's like in his 40s and he's like no sit down children we have a country to make he's like why are we doing this so fucking early and then at the same time he's like no i can't really fight in this war just send me to france i need to talk to them over there i'll go get some money yeah i'll go i'll go you know round up some cash Mm -hmm. he and jefferson and adams they all they want Went and hung out over there. He's like, I'm going to get Cash. Mm-hmm. Cash yeah. was the name of a certain lady uh, in the 14th arrondissement. Um, I wonder if when we go to Versailles, if there'll be anything about Benjamin Franklin. I now. don't think so. I hope there is. There better be an American section where they sell like American burgers flag and bathing fries. suits <laughs> and there's burgers and freedom fries. I, I don't think that's going to be there. And there's like a person dressed as a Statue of Liberty Times Square style. Oh, boy. The American Corner at Versailles. Brought to you by MasterCard. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what level of... No, it would have to be Bank of America. I mean, come on. What what are you doing? Um, I'm very curious what Versailles will be like from an exhibition design perspective or, like, I mean, an educational perspective. I think it's just a house. Yeah, but they're going to have informational stuff. They're going to have to. A lot of important shit happened there, man. Yeah, but... It, they're French. You know, it's not all just about the Sun King. But the French know that And history. him hanging out, getting pussy, you know? Because that's pretty much all that happened there. If you really boil it down, outside of, like, some signing of documents, yeah. all those people were doing were having sex parties. Well. You know, and hanging out. That's what got everyone so mad in 1789. They were like, that estate over there, they're taking up all the money, and they're, they're fucking children. It's the same thing that's going on now. I don't but think. But they had some spine back then, and they were like, let's go there and burn it down. Well, but then they were like, it's kind of nice. Let's yeah, not let's, let's not torch it. it. But did, we do have to kill them all. Did you know that it was abandoned for like decades, Versailles? Because mm. it started out as like a small hunting lodge. I didn't realize this. Like by the time it was finished, it, there was only like a few decades there where it was in heavy use. And then the French Revolution came along and they like kind of disowned that whole aesthetic and that whole idea. Well. So they didn't even really use it as offices or anything. They just kind of left it there and like looted it. Okay. And then it wasn't until Napoleon, he, was like, he decided sick. to yeah. set up an office over there, but he didn't renovate it or anything. So it was like basically like 
completely hollowed out, you know, left in disrepair. And he like took one wing of it and used it as an office. But he was off at war all the time. So he didn't even get a lot of use out of it. Hmm. It wasn't until like the monarchy was restored again. I forget because I, I think the monarchy was restored after Napoleon, and then there was another revolution. Come back. Way it's I it, French history is too complicated, and I don't know it all. Uh. But it wasn't until like the middle nineteenth century. You know, like sixty years went by, and then they were finally like, you know, we should like make it. We nice. should use it. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they were like. Eh. It is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the French thing. They're like, you know, it is nice. We can't not say it's not nice, you know? Yeah. They're like, the taste, impeccable. Come on. Let's just go with it. And then, you know, later, mm. French tourist bureau's like, yeah, it's beautiful, bitch, and it's ours. We own it. Want to make some money off some Americans? And they're like, yeah, 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 we do. I know. I feel like that's the only place we're going to go where there's going to be more English spoken than not. Oh, I hope not. Hmm. No, Versailles is going to be full of tourists. I know. Are you kidding me? Every museum is going to be full of fucking tourists. I got some uh, good advice from friend of the show, Dustin. He said, uh, the Louvre is cool. You should go, but breeze through it. Yeah. And I thought you would like to hear that. Love hearing that. And I, uh, his reasoning was very good, too, by the way. Because he said, A, it's full of tourists. It's like the Met or something. So it's kind of hard to look at anything, anything anyway. Yeah. But also, everything in there is hung salon style. So even the cool paintings that you want to see have glare all over them or like 14 feet up on a giant wall and it's just not that enjoyable. So he said like, you know, pick a couple things in there that you're like super interested in, run through it, see those and then get the fuck out of there. The sculptures are cool because they're actually visible, but the paintings are like not that good. He did recommend uh, Musée d'Orsay and one other one that I can't recall right now. He said those were better. Yeah, the Dorsay Dorsay is uh, as a... um, as a site for exhibition is actually really beautiful the way that it's like tiered and layered. So if at the top of one stair, you kind of get this big full view of an entire gallery. I'm like, yeah, that's good. And people don't go there because it's like a little out of the way. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a tourist thing exactly. Cause m- most tourists are like, I want to see the Mona Lisa, <laughs> you know? And so they don't know that it's even there. I mean, how many like act, environmental activists are going to be gluing themselves to things while we're there i feel like it happens every other week and then i will slap someone well i mean hopefully the french shut that down you know yeah it just happened in uh italy oh did it yeah the sculpture of lacawan people glued themselves to the base of it they did yeah that's a really good sculpture they shouldn't do that well just the base it's like well yeah they can clean it off or whatever get that filthy hippie scum power power wash wash it off (laughs) they should have just took a power wash it to the right then and there i mean hmm. there's nothing they like less than a shower so okay well (laughs) italian hippies can you imagine what they smell like they probably smell great no they don't well this is a really great um segue for the the next segment i'd like to call what do you want to smell like Oh, yeah. I expressed an interest in scents. Scents that I've never heard of, and I said, what the fuck are you talking like about? A sheepra. Whatever. The man the man likes Santal 33. Can't be trusted. Oh, you're talking about Jack, the perfume nationalist. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, ca- I care less about what he thinks. Mm, that yeah. doesn't... He, his opinion matters not to me, but mm. I heard about this from him. I heard about this brand of fragrance. Brand. It's just a genre of yeah. fragrance that is uh, anachronistic. In mm-hmm. that it was popular in the 1920s and 30s. Yeah. And it's uh, characterized by oak moss and woodland scents. Yeah. Not pine and things like that, but 
more uh, musty sort of earth-bound yeah. sense. So you're going to smell the first thing. I don't okay. know if you want like a paper towel to spray it on so it's not on you. Or you're going to have to do one wrist, one wrist, and an elbow. Well, it... What are you doing? I just broke it. It's a spray, you dipshit. <laughs> I thought it was a screw-off cap. I think I broke it. You're going to have to fix that do real you know quick. How much I paid for these samples? He says, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, now my hand smells like... Did you fix it, though? No, I did. Okay, well, okay. Back to the point is... Uh, see, it's too dark in here to actually Give do this. No, I got it. No, 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 no. You have more sense. Don't do it on both wrists. Oh, okay, okay. All it's right. a sampler sorry. platter. I don't know how this works. That's not bad. I like that a lot, actually. It's got a little floral Sm edge to it at the end. It smells it a little bit like old books, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because oud is like, it's agarwood that is kind of rotten. Yeah. So an amber resin kind of gets imbued in yes. it. And it's yes. It's beautiful and it's very expensive. I really like that. That smells very good. It, that doesn't last very long. Um the burritos last a really long time, but um, Well, did you know? I learned from this podcast that I heard with this guy that uh things like cologne and perfume and uh de toilettes are not for a specific gender. They're oh, not like um it's tint strengths. Yes, it's how much concentrated perfume oil is in each thing. Yes. Yeah. Of course you knew that. I didn't know that. How I just learned that. Okay. Not everyone knows that. This is, you never went to like a Macy's, like a counter, like as a teenager, like just knowing that Eau de Toilette is like the cheap version that's watered down and then like perfume is like the high test shit. Will, I was straight as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but like you never, no, had, to, like, you never had to like buy gifts for someone and like you end up at a like, you know, a Estee Lauder counter. No. And you're like, I'll take the cheap one. The closest I ever came to that was following around a girl I had a crush on and going to a Sephora and eating the edible makeup. For some reason. The Jessica I Simpson edible <laughs> makeup? <laughs> I thought it would be endearing to pull a stunt like that and uh, turns out it was repulsive. Yeah. It tastes like vanilla and desperation mm -hmm. well i was desperate so i suppose it was fitting but anyway okay yeah i like that one that's not bad okay. Ood. yeah oud's 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 great small fortune okay what do we have here this one's called uh bow makers mm -hmm. i almost tried to break it why again. are you trying to break the things do it on a different part of your wrist or arm it doesn't feel like anything's coming out that's what she said there we go I haven't used these in a long time, so sometimes it takes a couple pumps. Ooh, this this one I do not think is good for me. This is too lemony. It's very uh, citrusy. It smells like a cleaning product. Yeah, so this is what your chiper would smell like. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. No, citrus. no, it would not. They don't all have citrus in them. By the way, it's pronounced Shepra. Who gives a fuck? I... Oh, it's very... Um, that's, oh, no. I'm going to spread that. Hold on. Oh, you no, know, it's very, it's warm. I I don't know. It's warm and amber. You might have gotten a big dollop on there and then you got hit with the alcohol. It's warm and amber, but to me it's very citrusy, like acidic. It might just be your, you know. You know, it does smell different on you. It matches your normal scent yeah. a little bit better. It's too high contrast for me. I don't think it matches oh, yeah, have, what I smell like. You have the like. crazy body oil. Well, yeah. I mean, and I don't know what my natural scent is. I mean, I don't think most people do. I can't mm. really smell myself, like. To me, it smells like neutral. Oh. But when I sprayed that on me, it smells way stronger than on you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I, I also rubbed it around. This is why, kids, it's important to test the perfumes on your own skin. Yeah. I also learned this. No shit. You don't want to just spray a cloud and walk into it or whatever. Oh, no. And you don't want to shop online because you can't spray it on yourself. Uh, I mean, yes. Yes, you do. Although, once I figure out which one I want, I'm just going to order it online. So I don't have to go to a store. It's kind of nice to go to a store. They give you treats. Mm-hmm. They give you fun things. I, I don't really want to be seen in public doing this. I got a tote bag and a car air freshener for free. They're like, here you go. Have a great they day. They throw in treats because these tiny things are so expensive. Yeah, you drop like, $180. They're like, here, have some, have some free they shit. They toss you an air freshener. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So I like the first one, not so much the second one. Mm-hmm. Do you have more for me? You want debaser, the thing that was... Uh, yeah, I actually do want to smell because... I don't remember what it smells like. Jack said that debaser is the single worst fragrance of all time. I don't think it's that bad, but again, it doesn't match me. It starts out with like a... Um, it does have kind of like a musky odor at oh, first, nice. but yeah. then it kind of finishes... It's very powdery. It kind of finishes with a powdery... I would almost describe it as like orange scented. What? Yeah, there's something about it to, that like is fruit. Like a red fruit. Oh, like black currant or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little nutty. Yeah. It's not... I mean... But it's not bad. It's not bad. It the, just it sm- it comes in two parts, which is strange. The this other is a ones, little more like lady. I would describe this as a little more lady. Definitely feels like a lady. So, but you could yeah. put this on like as like a midday refresher on top of a base thing, and it would probably mix really nicely. Hmm. Okay. You know when you layer the things. Um, this is one you can't have ever, but you can try it. Is this the one you bought at the mall up up there? And uh, no, I White returned Plains? that. Remember? Oh, that's right. Replica. Is this like a Blade Runner thing? It's by the fireplace. It's supposed to mimic the scent of a uh, fireplace in Chamonix in 1968. You have to t- that you can take the cap off. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. I don't, I, you know, I don't. Know. <sighs> where am I gonna Where am I gonna put this now? I'm I don't know. Right. Put it in your like, crook of your arm. Okay, on your knee. Okay. Ooh, that's really that's like a dessert. Yeah. That's got that's got a cream it gets, it, scent. It's very creamy, but it's also like a little tobacco great oh i like that sorry. that's like cream soda sorry you can't wear that so sorry i don't think i would wear it though again the first yeah. one so what was the first one called i don't think we said uh first one was oud uh notorious oud notorious oud that so far is my favorite i feel that me- mixes with my scent the best mm. and the last one is the boy smells violet ends. it's gonna be a little floral but it does have like a musky finish oh don't like that one. Oh. That smells like Vicks VapoRub. What? That straight up just smells like, you know, you could what? put that on your chest as a sick child. Oh, no. Oh, I like it when I'm feeling a little like... Yeah, absolutely. That's got like just... That opens my sinuses with menthol. Really? Yeah. Are you, is your, sin, is your smell, sense of smell broken? No. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm not good at describing sense, but in that case, it's an un- unmistakable. Really? That's exactly what it smells like. Huh. Oh. Yeah, I mean that you know you know they say that scent to like triggers memory. Yeah. The, the, I immediately thought of you being there, sick huh? in as a as a child and having that put on my chest to Interesting. open my sinuses, yeah. That's what that smells like to me. The oud one. That's the winner for yeah, me. Yeah, oud is really good. How much is it how much is that? Yeah. What is it like $100 for a little thing? To find li- my so my bottle of um Italian citrus is like was like 170 or 180. Hmm. The oud one's going to be more, though. Wow. 
but how many is that the biggest bottle? Because they come no. in like three different That's milliliters. The smallest bottle. That's the smallest bottle was one seventy. Yeah. Oh my, that the, might the be a bur- little out of my range. The burrito oud that I have was over two hundred dollars. Oh. Did I send you the link to Rogue Perfumery? Yeah. This was another thing mentioned on that podcast. I might try to approximate one from there because the price points were pretty good. They were low. And I just like the um I like the idea that they're inspired by turn of the century fragrances. That's very appealing to me. Getting thrown in back idea, to like yeah, Weimar Germany. In idea, but like yes. what a, yeah. And the fact that it might be kind of appalling to a contemporary audience is yeah. even better. That's what like you know, I want to smell like a soldier that just came back from the trenches and finally has a night off. Yeah, shit yourself and then take a shower. And he wants to dance with his dame at the ball, but the shell shock, it's making it hard. He can't understand what he's doing here. He doesn't feel like he belongs in this world anymore. He thought he was afraid, but now he lusts for blood and brotherhood in oh. the mud fields of Passchendaele. I, w- I was going to go a different route when you said at first he was afraid. I was going to say he was petrified don't know how you're stuck in the 70s yeah that's that's as far as back as you go Mm, mentally mentally like if you had a time machine you would go back to the 60s and 70s i think i think you want to go back to pre-age 58 63 okay yeah 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 Yeah. oh that's a great time you know you know you you get to you get to see the tail end of eisenhower maybe you catch jasper johns's first show at leo costelli and then Kennedy gets assassinated, and boom, you and warp a- right back to 2022. Yep, yep. That'd be actually kind of a cool concept for a movie or something. Like, you have a time machine, but you only get, like, a very narrow window like that, and it's a certain event. You get to witness, like, from one event to one event, and then you're warped back to wherever you came from. Or maybe it takes you to a different point in the timeline. Huh. Maybe, oh, that's, see, that's the that's the idea. You warp into 1958. Are and you, you just get, describing jumpers? And you get to like meet Jasper Johns or something, and then you get to live for five years, and when Kennedy gets assassinated, it warps you into a timeline where something else happened, right? You witness the assassination, and then maybe it's a failed attempt. Oh. And you get to see 1985 from the perspective of Kennedy fulfilling his term, you know? Hmm. And then in 1980, you know, some other alternate reality thing happens, and it warps you again. And Nixon's the one holding the rifle this time? Kind of a combination of, like, every everything everywhere all at once and, like, Looper. Yeah, there was a... You're not revisiting the same event exactly, but you're revisiting events from a new perspective. Huh. Did you ever watch Googly Eyes Time Jump? No, I didn't. No. I've heard nothing but good things about it, though. I've heard good things or this is saccharine trash, everybody get over it. Life is hard sometimes, and yes, a- acknowledging other people's modes of existence is just a thing you should do you narcissistic pricks. And I was like, you know, okay, fair. I have to tell you that I thought it looked like saccharine trash. I avoided it because I assumed it would be. Plain movie. But straight up, I have not heard in real life a single bad reaction. Oh. Like almost every person I've ever heard talk about it liked it. And from all different backgrounds. Which leads me to believe it's probably actually good. Probably good. It's also like, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, it's good to see Michelle Yeoh do some work. Yeah, I bet it is. You know. You know. And you know what I appreciate about it, too, and makes me want to watch it, is that it's at, at least semi-original. It's not a yeah. franchise property, which I appreciate. I think that's why... They could have jammed that into a Marvel movie, which they did do, yeah. just terribly. You, you know, yeah. or they could have like they could have been like, you know, this isn't going to really operate unless it's existing IP, so let's take this script 
and adapt it to a Dwayne Johnson movie about G.I. Joe or whatever. That that happens to ninety percent right. of good things. I think that's why the fact that that didn't happen. Makes I think me that's why people too. like it is because it's of like course. it's you know original IP. You know, it's not something. It's not a Star War. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a shoot 'em up, bang bang. It's not a. It's not a Top Gun. It's not a Marvel. Wow! All the perfumes in the air right now, plus the vape. Oh, it's wild. And the air conditioner. It's really getting at me. There's it took a minute, y- but now I'm like, yeah, oh, you, God, I feel sick. You were also double spraying. I don't know why you were doing that. but um, Well, it wasn't coming out. And then I didn't react quickly enough when it did. And I was already on shot number two. Yeah. Uh, you know, So the meme of, you know, it smells crazy in there, just in a different way. Honestly, mixing and matching them is not something that I considered. I kind of it like... A, it is a nice thing. I do. like the accumulated scent of all of these at the same time. But I feel like I would have to be more knowledgeable about olfactory combinations to have right. any confidence doing that. I think that's an advanced maneuver. The real thing is waiting like two hours to see how it actually smells on your skin. Because sometimes they just are gone. And so the, some of that's the chemistry. Um, and like the citrus one is really nice and bright at first. But then it's really just for someone who's really close to you to be like, oh, and you're like. Um, well, yeah, I was t- I was talking about that, and I l- learned that that's like ninety nine percent of the appeal. You don't actually want to be able to be smelled. No, you don't want to be. No, you should. Your scent should not enter before you. Right. Um, but sometimes, like when it's, if you're just like, and it's like, oh, that was that was a heavy hit today. Um, sometimes people are just like, you know, within three feet, and they're like, ooh, is that you? Yeah, that smells great. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Um, well, you know, part of the whole appeal to me is that it's really great for covering up a hangover too. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, a big part of the appeal to me was that I am not super into fashion as we've discussed, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of like accessories where, I mean, I like, I like a shoe that's a little bit different from the rest of my outfit. Um, where, yeah, my, you know, I like a little pop of color every once in a while, you know? To break up the blacks, you know. I, didn't I like say anything about the race war. I like a. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Ooh, that's, there's a lot of scent in the air. Mm. I might be losing. Yeah, it. you. That was okay. <laughs> Moving on. You know, I like a hat with something on it. You know what I'm saying? I, it's it's very male. It's not like I pay that much attention right. to it. But the the peripheral things I appreciate you know messing around with a little bit and i liked the idea of a scent because i was like this is cool this is a way of enhancing your image mm-hmm. without having to do anything it also becomes a signature yeah yeah because it mixes with your scent and it becomes its own thing which right. i think is a cool idea i kind of liked it yeah and i've always been avoidant of the fragrances because growing up you know i we grew up in the early 2000s when it was the apocalypse of, of axe body yeah. spray and like the, and i just always repulsed me I was a, I was a little the allergic metrosexuality child. I oh, did yeah, not no. appreciate. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, you were allergic though. I was very allergic, so I'd be like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Axe body spray. You could smell like a squad of teenage boys from fourteen blocks away, and you're like, danger's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know what led to that. That was also the time of Curve, Curve, and like those weird like mall sense that were like this is sophisticated and you're like is it they're like it's 35 dollars like what 
That can't be right. I mean, for a high schooler, that might as well be three hundred dollars. I guess. Yeah. You know, if you were willing to drop that kind of coin on a fragrance at the time, you were real committed. Yeah. Especially from a man. I mean, you know, women are going to pick that up just as a matter of course, but Mm -hmm. buying the Britney Spears secret perfume or something. Yeah. You know, but if you were a guy that had like a fossil watch. Right. And, you know, a Ralph Lauren polo. You were getting, you know, Dolce Light Blue. Absolutely. Yeah. That shit smells like. I mean, you worked in a mall. You must have been around it constantly. The type of clientele you would have had at a J Crew back in those days? No, they never. They no. must have been potent. No, because that was that's not part of the wasp lifestyle. Really, fragrances are not part of the wasp not lifestyle. A, not are a you loud sure one? About that? Not a oh, loud one. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Subtle, subtle. Hmm. The ladies always would be like, "What the fuck is she wearing? That smells great." Oh my god! I saw the funniest picture today. Speaking of wasps, mm-hmm. it was of uh, Ted Kennedy Jr.'s wedding. I don't know from what year. Hmm. I'm assuming the 80s based on his hairstyle and hers. Probably the early 80s. It looked like 70s cusp. Mm -hmm. And it's his security, like, detail protecting him, but they're in Nantucket or whatever, or Kennebunkport. Right. And so all of his security has on, like, navy blazers and pink pants. Hell yeah, dude. It's not like a light pink. It's like a red pink. That's called Nantucket Red. Nantucket Red, yes. And I just thought it was hilarious to see, like, and, and all the Love security it. guards look like Abercrombie and Fitch models, you know? Mm. Like, very fit white men mm. Mm. with, like, Caesar haircuts. It was, mm. it was a very strange aesthetic. Mm. I'm bringing pulling, you back you're, in. You're pulling me back in. That's you said, right. oh, you, know, you know, white guys, I said, mm, not really for me, but well, Caesar haircuts, that could go any way. I mean, what do you think of the Kennedy men? Were they att- are they attractive men in your eyes? Yeah. Like JFK? He's a hot guy? JFK Jr., was hot as fuck. JFK Jr., I think there's no disputing. He, he got all the right genes somehow. Yeah, I don't know. He looked good. But I'm. what about like Bobby Kennedy? He, to me, looks like a dweeb. He's dweeby. Yeah. Apparently, he had a fiery temper, though. I heard a story one time that uh, Bobby Kennedy was on the campaign trail with JFK in his first run. Well, I mean, I guess he only had one. So in his run for president. And they were in some hotel... And JFK and like his cabinet or prospective cabinet were all in the hotel room. And Bobby came upstairs and the door was closed with two guards there. And without saying a word, he just put up his foot and put his wingtip through the door, kicked the door open and said, why the fuck is this door locked? The principle being that like there's never a locked door between him and his brother. Right. I think he had a real chip on his shoulder because he was young and dorky and people perceived him that way, but he was a real fucking asshole, I Ooh, guess. But, I mean, to just take a fucking blucher and... Kick a fucking a door? hotel door down? Like Hell the yeah, Like dude. the presidential suite yeah. in, in, like, Portland, Oregon or whatever? He's just, like, kicking that oak door down? Yeah. Crazy. I mean, kind of great. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to get into the Kennedys because I know a lot about the conspiracy stuff, and I know, you know, I know what everybody knows about them, but, like, they seem like... I want to know about this dynasty and what they were up to. I mean, it's probably not great. I don't know. Well, you know, you know, uh, JFK's father, I think his name was Joe. He was Joe Sr. Uh-huh. He was like a Nazi collaborator. Oh. And that was a real problem for JFK running for president. Huh. He was a big time businessman, like, you right. know, a hundred millionaire back when that was like a billionaire. Yeah. And it came from bad sources, Qu- like yeah. collaborating with like IG Farben during the war while huh. they were like gassing Jews and he knew and... So it doesn't seem like they came from a good place, but I don't know. It's just interesting. Their dynasty, it's over now. Old money comes from bad places. Yeah, it's true. That's just just the the 
that's just what it is, you know. Don't go back and look up, you know, the Vanderbilts. You know, we know right. the Rockefellers were killing people for oil land, mm-hmm. left and right. Yeah, Carnegies, same thing. Yeah, and each other. They're, you know, but our what's the like thing of like the battling Hick families? The Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, up, <laughs> the up battling here, Hick up families. here it's up here it's a little different. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's a little more deep state. It's just you know upper Midtown to sixty eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the, their version of the Hatfields and McCoys is like not inviting Who gets the other family's daughter yeah. to <laughs> your sister's graduation uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a shot across the bow. In that community, I mean, y- you might as well have isis to them, you know? Oh, oh you, you want to apply to that country club? Oh, I don't think you will be. Um, you can try down the road with the poors. Oh, speaking of which, whatever happened to the Gilded Age? I kind of fell off. I think on it was that bad. Show. I think it just got worse. It was bad, but I want to watch more of it now. I don't know. I, I think they probably. You think they canceled it? I mean, in the great like HBO Discovery Plus takeover, I don't know how much scripted television is going to be on HBO Plus anymore. Oh, you think? I mean, that's their yeah. whole thing, though. They they make really good programming. They're the only ones left that well, do HBO anything of quality. Makes good programming HBO Plus or Max. Uh, yeah, but they just get the same stuff that the... I mean, it's all the same thing right now. But what you're saying is that that merger, they're going to make some harsh choices. Oh, yeah. And they're going to say, listen, we need a little bit more reality shows. Yeah. And a little bit less of this stuff that costs a lot of money that very few people watch. You never saw the like slide of like who watches HBO Max and who watches Discovery Plus? No. HBO Max is like... I forgot. But it's basically just like loud gays watch HBO Max and then Discovery Plus is like bored housewives and they engage with it longer. So, yeah. You know. I mean, I believe that. I don't know. Like I said on one of the past episodes, I've been getting into Southern Charm lately. Oy. And uh now I'm asking to watch episodes of it. And uh I understand it's engaging to me. I get why people want to follow around around trash and have it on in the background. See, I want to start watching Hacks. Yeah, uh, no I one, think you've mentioned that. No before. one has anything bad to say about it. I know, but no one I know has watched it. So I don't that's know not a good. Sign. That's a suspicious. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, media people like it, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, there's just not enough time in the day anymore. Now that Better Call Saul's over, I feel like I'm at peace with the end of an era. Mm. You know, they took that show and they drug out the golden era of television. For that was the last one. 10 years, yeah. and it really was the last one. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of good. I think I'm just trash now. I'm just going to watch reality shows. Because honestly, when the TV's on, it means that my brain needs to be off. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Like, I don't have time to watch TV in an engaged way anymore. And I would set it aside for a legacy uh, quality product. Huh. Like yeah. BCS. But I'm not going to I'm not gonna get into anything anymore. Famous last words. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I I'm I, all about YouTube. Now. I forgot. I have to. Okay, we're in your YouTube era. Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I have to cancel Disney Plus. Why? You. You use, don't want to watch do She-Hulk. She's angry all the time because men treat her so badly that yeah. she's actually better at controlling her anger than the Hulk because she's always pissed off. Yeah, so am I, bitch. You're not <laughs> special. I'm not green. Did you see the... Uh, I'm assuming you saw this on Twitter because yeah. it was going around, oh, but yeah. there was that screenshot of her bookshelf from the show. No. The character's bookshelf on the show is like an RGB uh, statue, uh, white <sighs> fragility, 
Like you know, it's got it's got all the stuff on. Ooh, there. We're just sending all the right signals, ladies. And then here's your new hero. There's a viral clip of her literally talking to the Hulk, the Bruce Banner Hulk, yeah, I know. and telling him why she's why she's yeah. such a why she's such a furious girl boss, and how bad it is, and how much it, it's, it's his so fault. hard to gatekeep yeah. her emotions and mm-hmm. anger. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess you can cancel it. That's fine. I mean, what do you? I mean, I only like was like, well, how many times do I want to watch Ratatouille in a year? Once. <laughs> that's what you're doing with that subscription. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's pretty. I've never seen it. I bet it's good. Oh, it's great. The animated stuff is usually pretty good. To be honest, I thought that Ratatouille was like one of those DreamWorks no, knockoffs a of a Pixar movie. It's a Pixar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to revisit Coco and have a nice cry. Did it once. I never want to go back. After there. you were emotionally exhausted from the wedding, you didn't think about coming home and just watching Coco and perhaps drawing a bath and thinking about your life. <laughs> what? The bath is not for thinking about your life. The oh. bath is for recovery and for watching funny YouTube videos and getting a little tipsy. Hmm. All right. Yeah, Speak for yourself. You know, I might take up the bath as a new hobby and bring the iPad in there and watch emotional movies. I did drop the jewel in the bath, and I went, "Son of a bitch!" Oh, you better watch out, man. It Those are profi- on the verge of getting banned. You, I you got to stock up. You can't be. Dropping them in water. I'd already fell in a mop bucket. Oh, the it's tomb fine. of the unknown soldier in there. I pulled them out, dried them out. I'll never forget the time. I described it on the podcast, but for the for the real fans, you might remember this one. When I dropped my jewel in the toilet while it was flushing, and it went straight down like an arrow into the center of a target, never to return. What? Yeah. It went away? Yeah, I've already... I've it told, I told the, you this. It, it cleared oh, yeah, the yeah. U-bend? No, I, I was doing the thing where I was finishing peeing and zipping up my fly and i had it in my mouth the whole time just gripping it in my teeth and i flushed the toilet and at that moment it fell out and just circled the drain like precisely once what did kind a of trash person are you that down. is like a you're not sitting to pee and b you're just like you know chewing on it like a cigar i don't know yeah i, I might have been thinking about al capone probably rewatched boardwalk empire or something and you know huh just how it goes sometimes man you win some you lose some but i'll never forget never forget he's probably still in there he could get <laughs> grab a snake and get him out you know oh boy oh i do have a light headache right now from all of the sense yeah um, me too i feel like it's gotten in my throat it's not making my uh, gravelly voice situation any better oh no it's just hitting me in the eyes and i'm like Oof. Mm-hmm. um oh boy um what what else is on the docket do we want to talk about the movie canon from hell? Or is that a separate episode? I feel like that's a separate episode. That can be a separate episode. We're over an hour. We can just oh, stop. we can just wrap it up then. Okay. I have to send some text back. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Bye-bye.